Hey there, sister friend. Welcome to the Angelica Duncan Show. I'm your host, Angelica Duncan, wife, mother of five, Jesus girl, chai connoisseur, and lover of all things chocolate. This is the place where real women who want to experience real life with the real God can let their hair down, kick off their heels, and expose their hearts about the truths and triumphs of what it's like to intentionally walk in their kingdom purpose and grow their ministry platforms as kingdom influencers who glorify the Lord, spread the gospel, and point people to Christ. Sister friend, this is the safe haven you've been craving. So you can be encouraged and empowered to live boldly in God's unique design for you. I'm all about equipping you to go deeper into the word so you can go deeper into ministry. You're going to get my best ministry building tips, a full understanding of what the Bible has to say about truly living as a kingdom woman, and everything you'll need to daily dance with the king. And of course, I'm always committed to sharing my heart with you, giving you an extra healthy dose of witty inspiration, and shooting straight from the hip. Grab a cup of chai, get comfortable. You're going to enjoy every minute of today's episode. I'm so delighted and honored to have you here with me today. Today's review is from Linda Smith. She says, thank you so much for the wisdom and expertise presented in your teaching. I got so much clarity about what things I need to consider in developing a product suite and the fact that it is okay for me to make money as I do ministry. Yes, Linda, it is absolutely okay for you to make money as you do ministry. And I think that's one of those things that it's, first of all, it's just taught wrong in the body of Christ. But secondly, it really affects a woman's ability to be able to earn an income for her family and to be able to do more for the kingdom of God. Because the reality of it is this, you cannot feed those that need to be fed without money. I mean, it's going to take money to be able to do that, right? And so anyways, I'm so glad that you got so much out of this episode and thank you so much for your review. And I just wanted to create and declare this over your ministry and over your life that that you are able to bring such laser sharp clarity to the people that you are called to serve for the area of healing and deliverance and teaching and transformation, that the transformation that you provide is so crystal clear that people are are completely drawn to you. The people that you're called to serve are completely drawn to you and your anointing helps to break the yoke that is on their lives and usher in the deliverance and the healing and the freedom that they need. Thank you so much for being a part of this community and I just love your review. there, sister friend. Welcome to Revived Episode 30, my five ridiculously simple shortcuts to nailing your online ministry product suite. Um, I absolutely love this this podcast, this particular episode, because I kind of give you some secrets on some things that I've, I've been doing over the years to really build a robust online ministry and for the purpose of serving my community, but also being able to bless and honor my family financially. And so anyways, what I want you to do is I want you to pay careful attention to shortcut number two. It's actually my absolute favorite because it is all about the transformation. I know I mentioned this in the other episode, and you're going to hear me mention this a whole lot. We are in the business. We are in the ministry 
of transformation, period. And so take a listen to shortcut number two, lean into that a bit, you know, hit rewind, hit the, you know, the, the rewind button, how many ever seconds you need to go back to really lean in and listen to that. And then when you get to the very end, I want you to answer this question, which shortcut of the five that I gave you are you going to implement? And what is that going to look like for you? Because, you know, here's the reality of it is everyone is looking for some sort of cookie cutter, perfect template that they can, you know, stamp out and do. But the reality of it is, is that your ministry is completely unique to you. It's unique to your anointing, your calling, your purpose. It's unique to the community you're called to serve. It is unique to your personality. You know, it's going to be unique even to different seasons of your life and how you need to show up. So I want to know again, which shortcut will you implement and what will that look like? I can't wait for you to listen to this episode and I really, really want to hear back from you. All right, ladies, welcome back to another episode of the Angelica Duncan Show. And I am really interested and excited to bring you today's episode. We are talking about five ridiculously simple tips to nailing your online ministry product suite, okay? And as you know, your product suite needs to contain three to five things, okay? And we've talked about this before. So your product suite needs to contain one a freemium or a lead magnet or an opt-in. It's all the same thing, just different names. So basically a freebie, something that you're giving away for free. Two, it needs to include a what we call either a tripwire, a one-time offer, or just a just a smaller offer. Okay. And then these these other things that you can incorporate into there, you can have a bump offer, you can have an upsell or you can just have like a full blown bigger product. Okay. So let's talk about these five ridiculously simple tips to nailing your online ministry product suite. Okay. The first tip is this. You ready? You need to be starting with the end goal in mind. You've got to start with the end goal in mind whenever you're trying to nail your product suite. And so a lot of times what happens is people start creating products for their online ministry and they just they just create products. They're like, oh, I'll create this thing and I'll create that thing and I'll create this thing. And they're never really thinking about the end goal in mind. You want to have a suite, a suite of things that people can choose from, but they're all interrelated and all interconnected. And so there's always an end goal in mind. The end goal, basically, number one, you're thinking about, okay, the end goal is this bigger transformation that you want people to have. It's not just buy my Bible study or buy my course or buy my workshop or come to my event. It's not just that. It's bigger than that. It is about the end goal of the transformation. But even coupled with that is it's also what is the experience that I want people to have as they are journeying through this product that they've gotten from me, whether it's a free product or a paid product, what is the experience that I want them to have? Then also part of the end goal that you want to be thinking about is, yes, end goal, I want to lead them potentially to want to continue working with me, continue maybe even purchasing something else that I have to offer. Maybe down the line, I know that, okay, I'm I'm creating this product, but what I really want to be able to do is to have a conference. And so this product is is a is a micro version, if you will, 
of a bigger conference that I want to do, or maybe there's some coaching that I want to do, or maybe there is fill in the blank. Okay. And so you're always thinking about what is the end goal. You're not looking at just a short term kind of relationship. You're thinking about the end goal. And here's the deal. Here's the deal. When you think about where you're leading them and kind of, like I said, it's, it's the journey that they're going to take personally, whether it's spiritually, of course, but also because some people's online ministries are, you know, some people work with youth. Some people work with, you know, in areas of deliverance or prophecy or whatever. Some people, their online ministry, there's so many different types of online ministry. Some people work with women. Some people work with parents. And so it's about the journey that they're going to take with you that's related to the anointing that you carry. But then it's also within your ministry, like I said. Okay. And I want you to think about it like this too. So anytime you travel someplace, okay, one of our things that we recently started doing is just renting beachfront beach houses because there is no better place to stay on the beach other than beachfront and in a beach house. Like there just isn't. Like if you're going to go, just do that, right? And so the company that we rent from inside of the beach home, and it's usually in the kitchen area, they have other signage. They have other marketing materials that one are inviting whoever is staying to go ahead and book their next stay. Okay. Also letting people know that, hey, we have properties that may be for sale. So go to our website and check it out. You might be interested in buying a property or to refer someone to rent a beach home from the company that rents them out. So you see how their end goal is not just, boom, rent the beach house. Their end goal is to have a continued relationship with the people that are renting beach houses to eventually get them to rent another beach house to get them to refer a friend or family to rent a beach house and or to get you to purchase a beach house that you will then rent out to others. You see that? How they're deepening really the relationship with them, okay? And it's it's not always about, and I want to see this too, it's not about upsell, upsell, upsell. It's not about upselling somebody all the time. Here's what it's actually about. It's about up-leveling their experience. It's about up-leveling their transformation, And so that's what you want to be thinking about. The end goal is about this up-leveling. How do I up-level their transformation? How do I up-level the experience they have with me? How do I up-level their walk with the Lord, their walk in their parenting, their walk in their health, their walk in their finances, whatever? How do I up-level that? And so that's the end goal. It's always thinking about the up-level and up-leveling their transformation. Okay. Tip number two, okay, of the ridiculously simple tip for nailing your online ministry product suite is how then, because we were just talking about up-leveling the transformation. So we're up-leveling it, but we're also looking at, and this is tip number two, at deepening the transformation, okay? And so as you are looking at your product suite, and you've heard me say this before, like time out for the pansy patty cake you know, sweet baby Jesus in a manger types of offerings that ministries are offering. Like people need depth. It requires depth in this day and age in order to be able to actually make it in the world now. Okay. Because there's so much coming at us from so many different angles. And so 
the goal here is this. It's, it's beyond taking them from point A to point B. You want to take them and, and, and write this down if, if you're taking notes. You want to take them from point A to point B-1, then to point B-2, then to point B-3. You know why? Because this is where the breakthroughs happen. Just taking somebody from point A to point B, it's kind of like the phrase, if you give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. If you teach a man a fish, he'll eat for a lifetime, okay? Getting somebody from point A to point B is just giving them the fish. If you start really looking at what you're offering and taking them from point A to point B-1 to point B-2 to point B-3, so on and so forth, you are actually teaching them how to then sustain that transformation long-term how to fully walk in their transformation. You're not just quickly, yes, you're quickly giving them answers, but you're also walking them through a process, okay? And this makes your offer more dynamic and not so static, okay? Not, and it's not so boring because you're taking them through something, okay? And this doesn't mean that this has to be like super deep, but the transformation that they get is deep. The tools and resources that you give them are simple, but it gives them a depth of transformation. There's so much depth that can happen in very, very simple ways. We just have to be really creative with how we do it. This is very similar to scaffolding. If you're an educator, you know that word scaffolding. You're trying to get the student from you know one level of learning to the next level of learning, and you don't just jump them into there. You scaffold them there so that they get there. And because they have essentially gotten there themselves, yes, you've been like the guide, the coach, but because they've gotten there themselves, then they have a set of tools in their toolbox that they can, you don't have to necessarily be with them in order for them to get a result another time of doing the same kind of math problem, working up the same kind of grammar sentence, whatever the case might be. So we are essentially going to scaffold them. That deepens their transformation. And it allows them to have a lasting transformation. Let me give you an example. So an example of like a really simple way that people oftentimes create products, they just have a Bible study. And they, you know, might record some videos and they put the videos up and that is their their offer. That's not really enough, okay? So you might have a Bible study. And so I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk you through how you can just deepen this with one simple add-on, a companion workbook. And not just any old companion workbook, okay? Watch how I deepen this. Watch how I not, I'm not just going from point A to point B. I'm going from point A to point B-1, B-2, B-3. Watch this. It's a companion workbook, but it's going to have these elements in it. It'll have a place for them to do some scripture writing. So whatever scripture you're studying, they're writing the scripture. Why? Because writing scripture, anytime you write something down, it leaves a, a much a much more lasting impression on the brain when we write it down versus when we type it. Reading is one phase of it, but to write it, it just, it leaves this really huge lasting impression on the mind and on the heart. Okay. Then as a part of the this workbook, then there is a word study where maybe you walk them through breaking down the words into Strong's Concordance. So while you might be teaching the the revelation from the word study, you're actually going to show them how to do their own word study. And you give them space to do that within the companion workbook. Then you have some reflection questions. So not just what did David use, you know, how many stones did David have to use to go kill the giant Goliath? That's not deep enough. 
the questions that you're going to ask have are, are more reflective in nature. Yes, there's going to be some basic, you know, what did they use to kill the giant with, okay? But we also want to have questions and our reflection questions that force them to have to dig deeper. So the question then might be, what are three stones that you can use to slay your own giant? Or what is a comparison? What is a reflection? What is an understanding that you got from this particular scripture, but you're leading them to get some more depth from it? And another component that you can add inside of a companion workbook is some journaling where they just take some time to just reflect and journal. Do you see how that's still a Bible study? Okay. It's still, yes, taking them from point A to point B, but we're making many stops in between. We're stopping at point B1, point B, B-2, point B-3, so on and so forth. And you're taking them literally on a journey. This, this is what really deepens the transformation for people. Okay. Because enough of just listening to somebody teach, this is actually teaching them how to learn and how to study the Bible on their own. And here's what happens when you start to, and you notice how this experience, this is more of a deepened experience. So when you deepen the experience, you automatically deepen the transformation. Write that down, tweet that out. When you deepen the experience, you deepen the transformation. Okay, part three, or tip number three, the third ridiculously simple tip to nailing your online ministry product suite is you want to always be able to answer this question, okay? Or you want to ask yourself, what's in it for them? What's in it for them? And you might be thinking, well, they're going to have a Bible study and they're going to grow close in their relationship with God. Yes, but you want to really be at this stage painting a picture of their life before versus their life after having gone through your product. Again, and I'm just using a Bible study as an example. It could be a course. It could be a workshop. It could be some sort of an event. Okay. But you want to, you want to be thinking about how is their life different, the before and after. That's what's in it for them. Not just they took another Bible study. Okay. And so what? They took another Bible study. Okay. Those are a dime a dozen. They can find them anywhere. What's in it for them? And, and by answering that question, you were really looking at their life after. Will they have a better understanding of how to study scripture? Will they have better understanding of that particular topic that you're covering so that they can, you know, walk in greater fulfillment in their lives so that they can have better relationships with the people that they love so that they can be better parents so that they can walk in healing and freedom and liberty after coming out of a domestically violent relationship. So that, and so you're always thinking when somebody asks what's in it for them, you're going to tell them what's in it for them, but there's the, so that you've got to answer the, so that, so that what, and fill in that blank. Okay. This is the thing that really will trigger people to want to sign up for whatever it is you're offering, whether it's free, whether it's paid. Now we're not using this to manipulate, but we are using this to paint a picture about a better future for them. And so as you're developing your product suite, you want to make sure that what the content that you're putting in matches up to the so that. You don't want to be lying. Don't be making up stuff. Okay. Tip number four. 
ridiculously, the fourth ridiculously simple tip to nailing your online ministry product suite is this. Think bite-sized versus biggie size. Think bite-sized versus biggie size, okay? You want to take your big ideas that you have and distill them down into things that are that are more palatable, that are easier for people to chew, that are easier for people to digest, that are easier for people to drink, okay? Because otherwise people get overwhelmed. And here's what happens. Most of us, I'd say 99.9% of us who are called to the online ministry space, we, a lot of us are, are quick starts. A lot of us, God gives revisionaries. A lot of us have huge ideas swirling around in our head. We've always got something next that we can create or produce and bring to people's lives to make it better. But the thing is, oftentimes our vision is too big for people's appetites. And it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with people because there's somebody that has a vision that's bigger than your appetite. And a good visionary, a good ministry leader knows how to take these big, cosmic, if you will, ideas and break them down into teeny tiny particles that are bite-sized pieces that people can chew versus a biggie-sized meal. After eating a biggie-sized meal, the average person is probably full, full to the point of sleep, full to the point of like, I can't eat nothing else. But what you want to do is, is you want to make sure that you are taking this big idea and breaking it down into smaller bite-sized pieces. That may mean that you might have to break up your offer into like a part one, part two, part three. That may mean that you don't fully put everything out there at first. That may mean that you, 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 you think about your, your, like if you're creating a course, you think about the order of things. Instead of doing a 30 minute video, you might need to do a 15 minute video. And then if it's going to be like 115 minute videos, then you might have to have a completely like a part two of the course. And so you really have to think through that because you don't want to overwhelm people. People that are overwhelmed, here's what happens. They don't complete, they don't complete like whatever they've signed up for. And then if they don't complete it, they don't get the transformation. And then you won't even know, you'll be sitting there thinking, well, I know that this works because it's worked for me or, you know, whatever the thing is, it's worked on other people. Why isn't this working for other folks? Because it's too much. It's just too much, period. And you've got to just break it down. You've got to take a big concept and break it down into bite-sized pieces that people can chew on. When people can chew on something for a little bit and they can get up and walk away, they will usually come back and eat more. Here's an example too. Like I'm a grazer. I don't eat like a lot of big meals. I eat like small meals. You know, I'll graze. And so when people are seeking transformation in wherever it is that you're anointed for, whoever it is that you're called to, you want to give them bite-sized pieces so they will come back and graze. Because coming back and grazing means that I ate enough to the point to where I was content, but I'm still, I'm hungry again, so I need more. And then two hours later, I'm hungry again and I go eat more. And two hours later, I go eat more. You want people coming back and eating versus eating one time, being so full and they never come back to the table. Okay. And so you always think about just breaking off a little bit at a time as you're, as you're moving along. All right. Tip number five, the fifth ridiculously simple tip to nailing your online ministry product suite is this, is look for the path of least resistance. Probably thinking, mm, what does that mean? You want to be looking for the path of least resistance. So this is the quickest route to their transformation. Remember, the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. Always, always, always will be. 
forever and ever. The shortest distance between two points is a straight line. What is the quickest trajectory? What is the quickest path that somebody can take to get the transformation? Again, online ministry leaders, ladies, we tend to be challenge driven. And so we like the challenge and this, that, and the third. And no, simplify it. Simplify it. Make it simple, easy to understand the path of least resistance. Okay. You, you literally have one job and that is, is to not to overcomplicate things. Help them to filter through the weeds. That's your one job. Filter through the weeds. Because if you can simplify them getting between the two points, yes, getting them the depth of the points, but getting them to that place of transformation, you can simplify that by having them filter through the weeds, then you really stand out online. You easily position yourself as the go-to person because it becomes simple. One of the reasons why people ran to Jesus because healing was simple. It wasn't complicated. He didn't say, oh, you have to do this and you have to do that and you got to do this. It was just like, you want to be healed? Yes, boom, healed. You know, the woman with the issue of blood, she just believed if I could just touch the hem of his garment, he made it simple. You've got to make it simple. Simplify it. The path of least resistance. Don't make people have to jump through a whole bunch of hoops and do all of this before they actually get to the transformation. Okay. And part of this too is your job is to provide solutions to people, not make it harder. There's so many folks out there that, and I'm going to say this. So on the mountain of religion, and if you're not familiar with like the different mountains, then that's a whole nother teaching. But on the mountain of religion, there was a lot of pride. And the pride is this, oh, I have an answer that you don't have. And I'm going to make you jump through a whole bunch of hoops before I give you the answer, if I even ever give it to you after you've jumped through the hoops. There's so many on the mountain of religion that have answers and will hold on to answers for dear life, take answers that people need with them to the grave instead of releasing it, releasing the answers that people need. You don't want to be that kind of a person. You don't want to be that kind of an online ministry leader. Release the answers. Give people the answers quickly. Because here's the fear in the mountain of religion. If I give people the answers quickly and they don't have to jump through a whole bunch of hoops, then they're less likely to come to me later on because they've already gotten their solution. Because if I give people a solution, then what's the point of them coming back to me? They will come back to you because you've given them the solution and they know that there is more solutions that they need or they'll send their friends that refer their friends or they'll decide that just like, just like in the example of the beach house, right? They're either going to come back because they want to experience that again. They're going to refer their friends who are having the same issue or a similar issue, or they're going to decide, you know what? I think I want to totally up level and I want to do something bigger and better with you. AKA, I want to buy a beach house instead of renting a beach house. You see what I'm saying? It's the same kind of thing. If you would just go ahead and give up the goods, (laughs) give up the goods instead of just hanging on to everything and nobody else can know. And this is a a secret. Really? When there's thousands of people, maybe millions of people that need the transformation that you offer because of the anointing that you carry that's embedded into your DNA. Some of you guys are so restless so restless spiritually because you won't give up the goods. You're making it so complicated for people to get the transformation. And I'm not saying give up the goods like everything that you offer has to be free. Y'all know I'm not about that life, okay? 
I'm not saying that everything has to be paid for either. I'm not about that life either. There is a harmony with that. But what I am saying is whatever you put out there, let it give people a solution and a solution easier. Like give them the solution that they came for, period. And here's what's going to happen. Not only will they come back to you, the, the increase of anointing that you will receive on your life in that particular area will be something that you could not have done on your own. It came because you released. See, when you release something, you're putting seed into the ground. And then fruit and things begin to, to, to blossom. Stuff begins to sprout up. But you can't just keep holding on to the goods, you know, and basically stringing people along. No, give an answer, give a transformation. If somebody wants to come back, great. If not, that's okay. You did your job. That, that was your job. That was your job. But know this, if you gave them that great transformation, they're going to refer. They may very well come back to you for something else that you offer or to get a double dose or a triple dose, or they may decide that they want to up level and do something else with you on a, on a higher level. So that's it. Give them the transformation. So let's go back through the five ridiculously simple tips to nailing your online ministry offer. Number one, always have the end goal in mind. Number two, ask what's in it for them. Actually, sorry, no. Number two is be thinking about how can you deepen the transformation that they have. Number two is, sorry, number three is what's in it for them, okay? Number four is think bite-size versus biggie-size. And number five, look for the path of least resistance. Now, you might be working on your your product suite. You might be putting your offer together for your online ministry, but I want to tell you this the easiest way, or I'll say this, the biggest frustration that people have after they've created a product, so they've written a book, they've created a Bible study, a course, a workshop, conference, whatever, is that nobody shows up. Nobody buys their book. Nobody shows up to their events. Nobody's answering when they're saying, hey, I've got this thing available. Why? Because they don't have an audience. And so you can have all of these things in place, but if you don't have an online community, if you don't have an online audience, there's nobody there to purchase these things. There's nobody there to get your freebie. There's nobody there to come to your course, buy your book, or do any of those things. You've got to have an audience. And in my Kingdom Influencers Online Ministry Guide, I talk about about how to build an audience. And I even talk about different things within online ministry and within the online ministry trifecta. So go to angelicaduncan.com slash guide, and you can get the guide for free right there. All right, here's my question for you. Which of these shortcuts that I talked about will you begin to incorporate into your next offer? Leave me a note in the comments or leave me a comment and let me know. And then I want to know, what is that going to look like for you? So don't just be like, okay, well, I'm going to do number two. Well, what is that going to look like for you? How will you incorporate this as you're developing your next offer? All right. I told you about the guide. And so what I want you to do is I would love for you to follow me follow this podcast. Also share this with a friend. I know that you've got a friend in ministry or someone that you know who could totally use this information and needs it. So share this with her. And then also make sure that you, what did I say? I said, share, I said, (laughs) follow and make sure that you subscribe. Okay. Thanks so much for listening. And I will see you on the next episode. And remember this ladies, there's only one way to build a spirit-filled ministry and to live a spirit-filled life. And that's the dance with the King, Christ Jesus. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Do you want to have a bigger impact and wider reach? 
on your online community, but you're not quite sure what to offer them? Are you cringing at the idea of charging for your book, Bible study, or conference, yet you know it's the right thing to do, but you just want to have your heart put at ease before you move forward? Or let me guess, your bank account is draining from all the air quote little services you didn't realize you'd need to run your online ministry? If that sounds like you, then my free ministry product offer ideas guide is made with you in mind. Inside, I share with you the top seven ministry product offer ideas that will allow you to serve your audience, fund your ministry, and bless your family. I give you my personal suggestions, hints, and tips for creating a ministry product offer that is perfectly aligned with your anointing and lands right on the heart of those you're called to serve. I know what it's like to have a deep desire to help people transform their lives through the revelation of Christ and the influence of the Holy Spirit, but no real tangible way to convey that message to the women I know I was called to serve. Honestly, it wasn't until I decided to create a product offer for my ministry did things begin to shift. Even if you have no idea what to offer your community, my ministry product offer ideas guide will lay out your options and help guide you to deciding what ministry product offer is best for the people you're called to serve and the transformation you desire for them to have. Ready to get your hands on my free ministry product offer ideas guide? Then head on over to angelicaduncan.com slash offer. Again, that's angelicaduncan.com slash offer. Hey there, sister friend. Thank you so much for tuning in to my podcast and hanging out with me today. It's such a delight and honor to have you here with me. I tell everyone I meet, I have the best online community. And I really do mean that. Week after week, you show up and show out for a sister. And that truly makes my heart leap for joy. If you had a hashtag mind blown moment or were like, oh girl, that was good. And you shared today's episode with a friend or family member. I am forever grateful. Thank you so, 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 so much. Hey, look. Be sure to subscribe to The Angelica Duncan Show on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and any and everywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. Either way, by subscribing, you'll be in the know as soon as a new episode is released, and I wouldn't want you to miss a thing. Also, I would love it if you would leave me a review. It would mean the world to me if you simply shared your heart about what The Angelica Duncan Show means to you and how it has impacted your life. And here's why. Another woman in the same position as you will read your review and decide if the Angelica Duncan show is just what she needs or has been desperately searching for right now in this very season of her life. Your review could be a huge part of what may very well be a life-altering decision for her and her family. Yep, God could use you as a catalyst to totally change the trajectory of another woman's life. And that's something I know you, as a kingdom-minded, purpose-focused woman, takes pretty doggone seriously. Well, thank you again so much for being here. And until next time, ciao and dance with the king.